Hello and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Daniel Rhoda and I will be your host. And with me, I have Father Eli Gieske. How are you doing today, Father? Good. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show once again. Yeah, we are always glad that you can join us. Um, how's, how's your week going? Good. Yeah, it's been it's been good so far. So today is Tuesday. So uh, big day yesterday. Mondays are always a big day for me. It's uh day off. So it was good. I went for a long hike, hiked up to Proctor and saw some good things up there. It was good. Um, had first communion last Saturday, 6 p.m. mass, Okay, yeah. which is also the, the last 6 p.m. mass that we'll be doing at Holy Family. So, uh, that we have another first communion coming up this Sunday at St. Lawrence, 3 p.m. Um, so that's a an extra Mass that we're doing just for uh, First Communion. That's exciting. Again, uh, what else is going on? I think we've been making this big pitch for confession lately. We, I think you and I, we made a video last week. Yep, yep. It's live on our Facebook page. Yeah. And uh, so you can probably see it circulating around yeah, there. Yeah. Hopefully you'll see it circulating around yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Big news in, in the parishes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just kind of inviting people back to that sacrament, um, you know, and, and encouraging them, trying to help them understand it's how it is a tool for us. One of the essentials of Catholicism uh, is to, to break down barriers or things that keep us from God's grace. So, yeah, just kind of been talking about that a lot in homilies and um, uh, bulletin articles and such. So, yeah. Yeah, if you watch it and you like it, let us know because we might... We might make some more yeah. stuff like that. If it's really bad, tell us too, because then we'll stop. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, <laughs> um, so what are, we, what are we talking about this week? Uh, today we are finishing our series on the Transcendentals. Transcendent. Oh, yeah, that's right. I love that. So we have, we talked about truth, we truth. talked about beauty, beauty, and now we're talking about goodness. Goodness. Nice. Which... Uh, is uh, kind of maybe the hardest to talk about because it's because it the word good is just kind of vague. I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. So even um, even as we were preparing, I'm just kind of trying to wrap my mind around what exactly do we talk about? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like that's a word that didn't translate well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it probably has like a really nice meaning. Yeah, in, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then it translated to English. It's like oh, good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, again, the transcendentals are these things that elevate our minds. They move us from what we can see, what we are experiencing here and now, and they help us to transcend that to uh, capture or enter into divine things or heavenly things or relationship with God or kind of out of this world stuff. And so um, the good is is one of those transcendentals. So as I was saying before, the, the intellect wants to know the truth, so our intellect, our mind, our, our wanting to know, seeks the truth, and our will, what how we act, um, seeks the good. So what, what is good for us? What um, What's going to make us uh, feel good and experience goodness and these things? So it is a kind of a vague thing, but it, um, as we were talking, it's when you're in the presence of something that is good, whether it's a person or... Um, reading a story or a, reading a book or reading a, or listening to music, these kinds of things, 
um, they can help us reflect on the good. Why why is this good? What what what, what do I find good about it? Um, so yeah, there's there's lots of ways we can reach at it, but it's certainly one of those things that um, I think maybe people have a hard time understanding when we when we talk about the good. What do we mean? Yeah, yeah, and so we'll we'll, we'll try to. Uh, talk about that and hopefully we don't confuse people more right right <laughs> uh, um well father would you like to lead us in a prayer yeah um so that we can uh i don't know, maybe describe this yes this <laughs> is good <laughs> in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen father we thank you for bringing us here today we ask for prayers for our parishioners uh for all of them especially any who are struggling or challenged in any way right now we we lift them up in prayer we pray lord that you would open our eyes to the good that you would help us will the good for ourselves and for each other for our loved ones that we would pursue it and seek it and desire it Um, and we ask our mother mary to pray for us intercede for us help us uh, in our need hail mary full of grace the lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb jesus Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Um, so, what is uh, what is goodness? Goodness. Yeah. What is uh, what is uh, what is the good? Yeah. So how do we how, how do we go on describing goodness? Yeah. So I I think um, one way to approach it is. So goodness always leads us to God, right? It leads us to feeling complete. It f- leads us to feeling um, wholeness, happy, fulfillment, all these things. So goodness, it's kind of like, it's sort of a, I guess I would, I would describe it as a path that we follow in our lives, that we, we stay on the, the good path and it leads us to where we ultimately desire to be because our will seeks the good um sometimes there's false goods out there so things that we think are going to make us happy things that we think are going to make us fulfilled but they don't or they leave us feeling like we want more um so ultimately the good is what leads us ultimately to god and i think um sometimes it's not always clear what that is you know you could think about like which vocation should i pursue you know am i meant to be married am i meant to be uh consecrated am i meant to be religious or a priest or what what's my call so these are all good things right so sometimes um choosing between two goods is harder than it is to choose between a good and a bad you know none of us chooses something bad on purpose we always if we choose evil it's because we think it's the good so um when we talk about goodness, we're talking about that which is, in fact, uh, helping us to grow closer to God or helping us uh, come to know God or, or fulfill our purpose in, in God's plan for us. So the apparent good is these things that kind of sidetrack us or get us off track. And, you know, we've all probably had dealings or experiences of the, the perceived good, something that looked good, but then was a disappointment. Yeah. A couple thoughts kind of came to me as you were um, explaining that, but one that I think 
really stood out was when you're talking about even when we choose evil, like it's because we think it's the good. And it kind of reminded me of back in Genesis, hmm. in the beginning, uh-huh. when everything that God made, and he said, and it was good. And it was good, yeah. Like that's kind of like the word that he used. That's um, really good, Daniel. I like that. It's, yeah, yeah it's a good insight. Uh, and even, like, even the apple that he told Adam and Eve not to eat of mm-hmm. was good, mm-hmm. right? But the act of them eating that apple was not good. Right. They thought it was good. It looked good. Yeah, it looked, yeah. And there, there's even, like, that line that it looked good and, like, it looked good to the mm-hmm. eye. It yeah. looked appetizing. It looked pleasing, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's kind of an interesting aspect because there are things that... Um, that are good, mm-hmm. but are, I guess I don't know where it's going with that. Well, I think uh, sometimes things are good, but we want them in the wrong time or place or whatever. So sure. I, I think an obvious one would be um, we're all human, right? So we have sexual desire. That's part of who we are. But sometimes we we desire this before it's appropriate or in the wrong context or whatever. So that's like part of who we are as human beings. Um, But according to God's plan for us, and if we believe what the church teaches and what human experience is, ultimately uh, marriage is a place where that desire can be fulfilled in a way that respects both parties and allows them to be fully um, receive their full dignity. Now, it's, any married person will tell you um, we can just as easily disrespect one another within marriage, but um, anytime we engage in trying to fulfill that desire outside of marriage, it's, it is not the good. It's the apparent good, right? So it seems good. In the moment, it might feel right, um, but um, ultimately we're, we're setting ourselves up for brokenness and and so forth so that's a very clear one i think any adult can uh can experience or uh can at least understand that concept even if they haven't um, struggled in a particular way in that but um yeah the the apparent good is a thing that looks good but it's not good and um we that's what sin is right that's what the devil is always trying to get us to do is he holds these things up or he kind of fishes along for us and tries to catch us in something and that's what he did with Eve right that's what he did with the the fruit of the uh, knowledge of good and evil and got her to to eat it because you know he he started dialoguing with her did God really tell you not to eat it you know that's kind of what he does with us Did, did God really is this really going to go, is this really going to hurt anybody if you do this? Nobody's going to see or, or, uh, no, it's not going to hurt anybody. Da, 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 da. I mean, these are the kind of things that we start to rationalize in our mind when we're dealing with these things. And, or it can be, you know, I'm working for this company and they don't pay me enough. So is it really that big a deal if I just take these office supplies home and, you know, they owe me and this is actually not stealing. It's, we can start to rationalize, right? So, the good says no. Uh, be above board. Be be uh, enter enter into marriage before you do these things. Uh, talk to your employer. Work it out. You know, sometimes the good is not easy, and uh, you know, 
sometimes the apparent good seems like a, an easier way out or something like that. You know, telling the truth when we know that telling the truth might hurt us is not easy uh, or um, being being accountable to other people is not always easy. But so we try to find ways to cover it up or lie or, or cheat maybe. And in the, in the moment, we're, we're lying not because we want to do the bad thing, but because we are struggling with what's best or what's good and we we, we choose wrongly because we're, we're trying to do in some way in our mind we've rationalized that this is the good when actually it's not so I think as human beings we always act when it's when it's a, a reasoned choice we always act in what we think is the best even if or what is the good even if it's um, not so we're always trying to act in that way so it's kind of a, a matter of forming our our appetites forming our person so that we um, recognize the good and then can discern the difference between what might be good and what might not be good or or even just two goods what is the what is what is it that I'm called to do to to uh, choose here in this situation because sometimes we're faced with two goods and we're presented with them and we we have the freedom to choose it's just what is God presenting to us so yeah I don't know. That was a long tangent there, but uh, yeah, but it was a good long tangent. So, uh, um, what about um, just thinking about how you said we don't always, we can't always recognize the good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's something that uh, can also be applicable to the other transcendentals. Like we don't always recognize beauty, mm-hmm. right? Like true beauty, and we always don't recognize truth. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of a common theme, isn't it? Yeah, and so I was just kind of thinking about like, yeah, our our society, our culture today, just the way that we don't uh, always recognize the truth or beauty, we don't always recognize the good, mm-hmm. and how sometimes we don't really want to see good. Mm-hmm. Like so, sometimes we're just like, no, nah, I don't even want to, I don't even want to see it. Like mm-hmm. some, like specifically in people, mm-hmm. like how many times. I just know in my own heart <laughs> that mm-hmm. I'd be like, I don't like that person for this reason. Therefore, they are bad. Mm-hmm. They are 100% bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then they do something good. Like I know even for me, people that like sports players I don't like because they're on like a rival team. Mm-hmm. And then you know you see something that they you know went and visited kids in the hospital. I'm just like I don't still don't like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but yeah. it's like it was like that uh. that that's good. And like I know we don't like to. Um, see good in people, even if, like, if we, especially if we don't like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. It is kind of convicting sometimes if we can get past ourselves to say, oh, there is some goodness in this person, or this is a good thing that they did. Yeah. But we can we can easily um, kind of just kind of put it off to the side and say, oh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pay attention to that because we have our. It doesn't fit our narrative, right? It doesn't fit our perception of how this person is or who this person is. And um, yeah, I think you're right. That's a, a thing that we we almost rejoice when we can find some error or some fallibility or brokenness in our opponent, if, if we want to say that, or somebody who we don't like or someone who we disagree with. When we can find some weak spot, oh, our society just loves that right yeah. now, whether it's one side or the other, um, all over it. And it's like, is that a good way of being? I don't. I th- I think not. But it's it's kind of how we are right now. Um, yeah, it's a good good comment. 
Um, another another thing is the let's say uh, well Aquinas's definition for love hmm. is to will the good of the other, mm-hmm. right? That's um, that's and I would say that's kind of become the Catholic view of love, right? Yep, yep. Is just uh, is to will the good of the other. And I've always kind of thought about that as like, because good is kind of like an underwhelming term, I think, so like, <laughs> like for, for most people, because it's like, good's not even, it's not even, you know, there's great and there's best. Yeah, right. You know, like, don't, why don't we use those words? Which, I don't know, there's probably a better reason for that. But Love is willing the best of for the other. Love is willing the great for the other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. But, but just like within our English language, like, yeah. good isn't it kind of falls the goodest, flat. you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, but so to to will the good of the other, uh, just yeah, it always seems kind of tame. Yeah, it seems yeah, it seems underwhelming. But, but I guess sometimes that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not the sometimes I always like. <laughs> oh, I, d- I didn't even think about that. Uh, how many? I wonder how many puns we've accidentally yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but just thinking about like okay how can i actually like what is the good for this person like i never think about that i rarely think about that mm-hmm. especially when i'm just going in through my day like you know especially like driving i very rarely think oh i wonder what would be the best or the good mm-hmm. for uh this person in front of me that's driving a little slow yeah. like i should probably speed up faster just to see if they'll just like move over so i can get past them sure, you know sure. like 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 I, you know, rarely just think like, oh, like what would be the good for this person or the person in the line of the coffee shop, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right when it's personalized, and we can see this other person as a person, not just as an obstacle to me or someone who I dislike or someone who I disagree with or whatever. When we can try to see them as God sees them then that question arises wh- what is good for this person what what am i called to do? how am i meant to help this person attain the good for them and what is what is good for them and when we start to ask that question i think it helps us turn things on its head a little bit and maybe look at with a different perspective but it's it's hard to do that cuz you kind of have to slow down and let go of your own uh preconceived notions maybe even your just your schedule of your day we all are sort of doing our thing and then when we're challenged to to look at things in a different way sometimes it's good for us to just step back a little bit and say okay what what is needed here or how can i help this situation or or god what is it that you want me to see in this person because i think if we're honest with ourselves a lot of times we don't we don't always will the good of the other. Yeah, and I think that's the like the transcendent part. Yeah. Right? Because for truth, I get in beauty it's kind of I guess easier to see the transcendent part. But with the good, it's uh it's not as grand. Mm-hmm. And so but when we take that time and slow down and be like, okay, what's actually the good for this person? Like that because that's how God would see it, mm-hmm. right? Trying to think of like what is the good, mm-hmm. and so, um, kind of how beauty makes us kind of think. It kind of 
like replicates God a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas goodness kind of helps us like think as God or see as God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Well, that's good. Shoot. Uh, <laughs> can't stop using that word. Um, <laughs> I think, um, there's, you know, as, as we look at what is goodness, one of the ways that we encounter it is when we meet somebody who is good in the sense of they're always looking out for the good of the other, their, their hearts are open to the other. Um, those kind of people touch our lives and we're naturally drawn to them. Um, I would, you know, I'd point to the saints, not, not in their infant days probably, but at the end of their lives when they are approaching the kingdom of God and they've been formed and crafted. Some, some people obviously at a very young age or for a long period of their life have lived very saintly and holy lives that probably for a lot of us it's maybe more in the eve of our lives that we kind of attain that or hopefully uh, can sustain that but um, somebody like Mother Teresa somebody like John Paul II somebody like um, you know John Henry Newman someone like take any saint you want you know that they help us appreciate the good when we're in their presence they they draw it out of us in a sense. Um, and really that's, that's what we're all called to be is to live that way, be in this communion of people who, uh, are kind of furthering each other. Now it seems more the experience that these are sort of like islands of people. Like there's this person here, another person over there, way over there. And we don't all have the experience of like just living amongst saints, but, um, there's moments, uh, for example, um, this past weekend on Friday, uh, I had the sisters over for dinner, and we celebrated uh, a birthday, Sister Mary Joseph, and I also had a couple from my former parish that was visiting me, and they were the ones that actually made dinner, so um, we were there, and Father Matt Miller was with us as well, and we kind of just had this dinner together where we were there, there was great joy, sharing about life. I think the sisters were sharing with uh, Sean and Kristen, this couple, about their life, and they were telling us how they met and kind of their experience of, you know, becoming marriage and getting into all that. And, um, you know, there was just a, a, a simple meal, simple sharing of what what it is that we're all pursuing. Um, but because everyone was sort of attuned to this idea that we— we're Catholic, we're living our faith, we're very interested in how are you living your faith. Because of that, there was sort of this, I don't know, just this context of goodness, you know, that kind of everybody, even after the next day in conversation with with everybody that was there, it seemed like there was something special about that, that experience of just sharing that time together. And there's something that God blessed it or kind of God did something there beyond what we ourselves were doing. It was there was some kind of fellowship there that was just tangible, and um, I think we all long for that, but we don't always see it. We don't always experience it every day. Um, but when we, there are certain people that kind of bring it out of us or that that uh, instill it in us, and those are the kind of people that um, we should all strive to be. Um, maybe some of us are more adept at it than others, but. Yeah. So these moments of experiencing goodness with other people, I think, is always something 
that we long for and seek. Um, and I think more often than not, we try to create those situations um, by, like when you go to a friend's house, you're wanting that kind of experience, but does it actually happen? Does it, is it allowed to kind of uh, come out? I, I don't know. It is an interesting thing what, what kind of brings out this experience of ha being with Christ, with friends or family or whatever, with a group of people. How is it that Christ kind of is incarnated in that, in that experience of being with one another? Um, I don't know, I'm kind of babbling here, but. Yeah, but I think, I think you're onto something though, because I've definitely had those experiences before where even sometimes you recognize it and you're just like, this is good. Mm -hmm. Like, like I've, I think I, like I've definitely thought that before, mm -hmm. just in the middle of some experience like that, just like, this is, there's something special about this, mm -hmm. yeah. that this is just good. Mm -hmm. And I think. Um, hopefully, people have have had that experience before, so they know like what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah they kind of know what they're talking about. What we're talking about, but um, what are the qualities of that experience? Like, I'm trying. I'm. Yeah. It's a little nebulous as as I'm thinking about like what what makes that what it is. I for me, as I'm thinking about at least this past experience of, of this past Friday, part of it is that every one of the people that was at that dinner are all intentionally and I would say stridently pursuing Christ. They want to be with Christ. And so when you're in a group of people that's all seeking that and wanting that, there's sort of a harmony that's there. Um, we're all seeking it, even though it comes out in different ways and we're all living it in different ways. Um, there's, there's a desire to be with Christ. And so, uh, yeah, that, that always to me points to something where, there's we're, we're pursuing something together, so there's something uniting us in in that. But it's not it's not like overt. Like we're not all talking about like great deeds that we've done for Christ or something like that. It's just being together with that in the background means that Christ comes out or is present among us. So I don't know if that makes sense. But yeah, and I feel like uh, I feel like joy hmm. is uh, yes because. Joy is different than just like uh, I don't know, like oh we were you know getting together with some buddies and we were just having a good time mm -hmm. like that's different from where like oh you know went to this dinner and it was just joyful mm -hmm. like I feel like they're th those are different like they can both be good experiences but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um to bring out yeah like goodness yeah maybe even so there's sort of a satisfaction that comes from being with friends and hanging out, pl like playing a game. I, I like to play games. It's There's a joy or a satisfaction that comes with that. But sometimes it's sort of pointed at like a worldly joy. And if, if I could say it, I feel like some other times it transcends, like the joy transcends this sort of earthly joy and it kind of resides in a, this different kind of experience of joy as you as you talked about um and i feel like that's more what happened it was just being together just sharing about what's going on um uh, talking about our faith journeys the the joy was sort of elevated it was transcended i guess a little bit um and um so that is something that i think when we experience that it's it's like I can't create it, I can't make it happen, 
but when when I re- recognize it, it's like, oh, this is a this is a wonderful thing. This is a good thing. Very good. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's it is interesting how to, how do we we all long for that desire that where does it how does it come about? Yeah. Here's a thought that I guess kind of ties everything together from the last three weeks. Um, And that's, I feel like a lot of things that are good are also true and beautiful Mm. to a certain extent. And a lot of things that are true, like if something transcends, it's kind of all three Mm. to a certain extent. Because you could also say that, like that experience, like, oh, yeah, it was just like really beautiful experience of community we had fun and there was just, you know, you could also probably say something like there was just something like true to that. Hmm. Like, I, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like there's, I think, I think you're right. There's something about the three of them that they all combine a certain extent. Cause there, there's something of, you know, when you see a beautiful piece of artwork, kind of like what we were talking about last week, it can be, you know, you, you kind of, notice the beauty mm-hmm. but then there's others also just parts of like yeah there's something true about that and there's something just like good like it kind mm-hmm. of just mm-hmm. has a goodness to it and i don't yeah. know why i can't describe it but that's why it kind of transcends yeah yeah i wonder too if there's something in this about there's on the natural level there's goodness beauty truth but again that transcendent element it's almost like Christ comes into this thing or this experience or whatever it is. And when that happens, it truly transcends, you know? So I don't make this, I don't seek transcendent things or whatever. I long for them, but it's Christ that comes into an experience or a, or a friendship or a viewing a sunset or a painting or whatever. And when that happens, the mind, the heart, the soul is kind of, transcending what I can see and what I can what I can touch here and it there's so, sort of a it's sort of like we move beyond what we can fully see and understand I guess I don't know if this is making sense but yeah I, I think the whole idea of that's what that's what transcends us it's when Christ comes into us or comes into that experience then it kind of goes to a higher level or a a more keen note or whatever you want to say, something is um, kind of triggered in us to, to recognize uh, or even just experience something in a in a deeper or a more, mm, I don't know how to say it, uh, uh, just a, a stronger way. We, we experience it in a more powerful way uh, when, when Christ enlivens an experience like that. Yeah, it might kind of depend on us too a little bit like on where yeah how open we are yeah how, how, how open in, we are to the experience how in touch we are with christ yeah 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 hmm. well that's interesting very interesting i hope we didn't confuse anybody more yeah this this talk on goodness a lot of good in it but yeah a lot of great in it maybe yeah you know i probably I didn't think about this before, but now when this is done, I'm going to go in and like try to find the root word of good. I'm curious. I'm curious where it came from. Okay. 
Yeah, that's, I don't know. It's a good little project. That's just, that's just my uh, that's just curiosity <laughs> coming out. I, I I feel like that's that's something that I do. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's this is totally random, but I don't know if there's things that you do that you're like, do other people do this? And, and that's one of those. When I if there's like a word, I'm like I wonder where this word came from, and then I'll like research sure. the history of the word, you know, like etymology kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if, if other people do that, but sure. yeah, not too much. I don't do too much, but I think there are yeah. others like yourself. We, we weird hobbies. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I have some. I don't want to reveal them on on <laughs> the podcast here, but I do have some. I'm sure. Um. Great. Well, this. This was good. Thank you, Father Eli. Yes, very good. <laughs> um, I'm sure everyone's annoyed of us saying good so yeah. many times. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. I Hopefully this uh, this helped a little bit um, to just, yeah, maybe even just un- understand more in your own life, like when you see or uh, when you have some sort of experience that transcends, you can kind of think about like, oh, like this is, yeah, like this is good. Why is this good? Mm-hmm. Or you're know, t- trying to, um, when you have an experience like that, then kind of start a dialogue with with God in that. Yeah. You're trying to be like, yeah. okay, how is like how how are you speaking to me through this good or this truth or this beauty? Right. right. I think even just the fact of reflecting on our lives—is uh, it Aristotle or Socrates that said the unexamined life does is not worth living? I forget which one, but um, yeah, just this idea. And so, as you said, to reflect sometimes is just helpful for us so hopefully if nothing else in all these things we can reflect on our lives and try to see what is god doing or what has he done in our lives and help us to transcend yeah great well thank you father and thank you everybody for listening and we will catch you again next week